You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If this is your first time, welcome. If you're a regular returner, welcome back. This week for episode 102, we are going to talk WWF Smackdown. For the PlayStation 1. It, uh, it's been over 30 episodes, I think, since we covered a wrestling game. You guys know I'm a huge wrestling fan. I try to space them out because I know not all of you are pro wrestling junkies like me. Uh, but the man himself, The Undertaker, has allegedly finally retired. And so I figured it's a good time to go back into the wrestling pool. It's a great time to pay tribute to the reason that I'm a professional wrestling fan, which is The Undertaker. I love that man, as do all wrestling fans. Uh, my pal Andre who is a fellow pro wrestling junkie and a frequent guest here on the show and a gamer and a Patreon supporter and just a good friend of mine is back. And we are going to talk about one of the more underrated wrestling games of the late 90s, early 2000s era, and that is WWF SmackDown. Uh, before we get into that, we have lots to get to this week, so I shouldn't be wasting valuable seconds explaining that, and I should just get to the show 
but I'm going to do that anyways. Uh, if you want to skip all this, you can look for a timestamp in the description box, but I recommend sticking around for the whole thing because this is the vegetables, and then SmackDown is the meat, and if you just eat meat and you don't eat any vegetables... I'm not a scientist, but you'll get like scurvy or something. So um, thank you to everybody who threw some passionate. I'm not even, I mean, I didn't see any negative uh, feedback. I'm just in his, but I will say it was passionate, um, passionate feedback regarding Sunday's expansion pass episode of the podcast, which was the good, the bad and the ugly regarding the Nintendo Wii U. Uh, the general consensus is that Nintendo fucked right up with that system. Uh, but there's a few of us out there that liked it, and those of us that did like it loved it. There's just very few of us, and that was Nintendo's problem. So uh, thanks for all the great feedback on that. You can still get access to that. All of our previous bonus episodes, there are 30 of them now, and all the new episodes that go live every Sunday by supporting us for $2 a month at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. Uh, this Sunday's episode of Expansion Pass is going to be our monthly Q&A episode. Uh, I answer every question our Patreons submit. It could be about video games, wrestling, comedy, life, me, whatever you want. Uh, I've got some great questions already. We're still taking more from our Patreon, so uh, I, get, I answer all of them. So that'll be on the episode. Uh, and then in addition to getting access to Expansion Pass, you get to vote in our game poll to decide which games we're going to cover on the show. And you get a shout-out on the show, just like the following people. Our newest Patreons, Matt Brown, Tony. Uh, dude, I'm going to fuck this name up. I'm so sorry. Batter? 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 Uh, Barhumi, I'm so sorry. My name's Adam Blank. It's easy to say, but I'm an ignoramus. Uh, but Batter, thank you. Ben Boucher, Adam Anderson, great name. And then some of our older Patreons, Robert L., Rome21, Ryan White, Scott Shaley, Sean P., Sean Reason, Sharonic, Slick Rick, Stupid Monkey, Todd, and Tyler. Thank you guys so much for the Patreon love. I think moving forward, what I'm going to do with the Patreon shoutouts is put them... I don't know, maybe I'll move them to the end of the show. I've been thinking about it, maybe doing the new ones at the beginning and then doing all the old ones at the end. I don't know. I haven't figured out what I'm going to do yet. So if they bother you, let me know. The Patreon poll said most of you didn't care. The listener poll, pardon me, we did a couple months ago, said most of you don't even care that they're there. They don't bother you. So maybe I'll just leave them there. I don't know what, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Fuck, anyway. But that's what you get. All that stuff for two bucks a month. 15 people have signed up this month, which is like a, an insane record for us. Uh, we're creeping up toward 100 Patreons. And without you guys, the show wouldn't be what it is. Your money goes to our website. It goes to advertising and stuff like that. So thank you all so much for the support. Uh, our downloads are killing it too, man. We, we shattered our two-week download record. We're creeping up. We're almost at 5,000 downloads in the last 14 days, which is crazy to me. Uh, and we're going to take a run at our monthly download record as well. It's going to see how the last week of June goes. So uh, it's the best feeling. Like, it's really rad. So thank you all so much. You guys have been sharing it, telling your friends, supporting it. It's fucking awesome. Uh, I know I've said it on here before. Uh, but listen, like, if you if you want to start a podcast, if you're listening to this right now and you've never podcasted and you're thinking, like, I would have always, I've always wanted to do a podcast, just do it. Like, just fucking try it. People always say... There's already too many podcasts. Nobody listens to my podcast. I don't know what I'm doing. Nobody listened to this one when we started either. Okay, like I'm not famous. I had no following or celebrity to help build a following or anything like that. I just started it because it was fun and I wanted to learn how to do it. And uh, it's been growing thanks to an awesome community. And I spend all of my time begging people to listen. So you can do it too. Just try it. Just start it. It's fun. It's fun. It's easy. It's not expensive. It's rad. 
Um, I'll be honest with you guys, like between our numbers and the fact that I just finished my first weekend of stand-up comedy in over three months at a comedy club, I'm in a great fucking mood right now. Other than the fact that it's like 400 degrees in my podcasting room because I have to close my goddamn bedroom window because I have shitty neighbors full of little kids that just sit outside and scream at the top of their lungs all the time and it picks it up on the mic. Plus, I like to scream and swear and I don't want the kids to hear that because then they all scream. So... Let's get into the news so I can finish this and open my window and turn my fan back on. Uh, There is a lot of news to talk about this week. First of all, it is the Nintendo 64's 24th birthday. It was originally released in Japan on June 23rd, 1996. That makes me feel fucking old that the Nintendo 64 is 24 years old. That makes me feel fucking ancient. Uh, if you're old, get here's all right. So here's the new golden standard. If you're older than the Nintendo 64, you're fucking old. So. My headphones just cut out, and I'm trying to get them to work through my cheap-ass cord while I fucking do this. Yeah, podcast. It's easy. Fuck yeah. Just go, all right, my headphones aren't working anymore. I don't care. Hopefully this is working. Uh, So anyway, a good prepared podcast host would have had a killer Nintendo 64 game lined up for the week and an inbox full of emails from listeners gushing about their favorite Nintendo 64 games, but I did not know about its birthday until I saw it on social media about an hour and a half ago, so I'm not a good podcast host. You guys all know that by now. Uh, But what I will say is this, as much as I shit on the Nintendo 64 and that era of gaming as a whole, um, I love the 64 as much as the next person. Like, I have so many great memories. Like, we've talked about it, right? The wrestling games, GoldenEye, Perfect Dark, Mario Kart, Mario Party. Uh, I mean, of course, it had the Zelda games. It had Mario 64. It just... I I loved Bomberman. I don't know if anyone else loved Bomberman 64, but me and some of my friends played the fuck out of that game. Like, it's just... If you grew up in the era, you love at least one game from the Nintendo 64. You have to. You have to. So, um, I actually just found out that my little brother still has our Nintendo 64 from our childhood. Um, and so I might snag it off of him just to do a Let's Play down the road of it or something. He's got a whole bunch of our games. And he just sent me a picture of like the library we fucking had. And I was like, holy shit, I did not even know. Because there's nowhere to play 64 games. They're not easy to get your hands on. And I had no idea that I had this thing just sitting at my brother's place fucking up the road. And I'm looking at like, I mean, we have GoldenEye. Oh, there it is. GoldenEye, Bomberman 64, Perfect Dark, Mario 64, South Park, both the Zelda games. I don't see any wrestling in here, so I'm a little mad about that. But Blast Corps, Donkey Kong 64, Mario Kart 64. Fuck yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I'll have to borrow it and play one. Oh yeah, and just for the record, I know so many of you, I bring it up about once every 10 episodes. A ton of you want a Majora's Mask episode. Eventually you're going to get it. I just fucking hate that game. And I don't want to shit on it and then get yelled at by everybody. But eventually, we I promise. I've had almost every guest that's been on the show has asked to do Mario, or has asked to cover Majora's Mask. Eventually we will, I promise. So happy birthday to the Nintendo 64. Uh, you're, you weren't that bad. That's what I'm going to say. That's If I was going to sign a card for it, that's what I would sign. Happy birthday, buddy. You weren't that bad, Adam. Not love, Adam. Just Adam. Or your friend, maybe. Uh, anyway, also, just I just thought of this, but just to poke the rumor bear a little bit, the North American release of the Nintendo 64 was in September of 96. And last September, we got SNES Online because the online subscriptions were due. So, hmm, maybe, just anyway, just poking the rumor bear. So, anyway, uh, in the actual news, EA had a presentation last week. It sucked. Uh, <laughs> okay, it didn't suck. It's just, like, they're just, they're not my games. I don't really care about Apex, and I don't care about a lot of those games. Um, I will say that Star Wars Squadrons game looks neat. Uh, and I say that with a question mark. I mean, it's only 40 bucks. 
And that makes me a little nervous, and it's EA, which makes me a lot nervous. And I, most of you get it, right? I think the general consensus I got from social media regarding the EA presentation of last week was that even when something or EA is doing looks cool, they've just burned too many bridges to instantly get excited about them, right? Like it's, at this point, ninety, I, I would, I would have to guess that over seventy percent, seventy-five, eighty percent of gamers look at EA and they're just like, yeah. You're like the George Costanza of video games. You have fucked a lot of people over. So let's see. Except not as funny as George. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, they, <clears throat> excuse me, they showed off Apex Legends stuff. There was Madden. There was FIFA, stuff like that. Uh, I haven't played an NHL game in a few years, but admittedly, I was a little disappointed that they didn't mention it. Uh, but whatever. I get that FIFA and Madden are worth a lot more money to them than NHL. Uh, they announced a new skate game, which I didn't think was going to be that big a deal, but apparently it is. Like, that series has a following. Like, I didn't even know, apparently, the whole reason that they're making a new skate game is because the audience and the the fans that love the series basically willed it into existence. Uh, that's really cool. I never played them, but the response is so overwhelmingly positive and excited uh, that I'm going to keep my eye on this one, maybe, because it's just, uh, there's obviously a reason everyone's fucking pumped about it, so... Uh, admittedly stuff that I wanted to see at the EA presentation didn't happen. Um, I was hoping we'd get to see something about the Mass Effect trilogy, uh, preferably maybe a port to Switch because it would be so fucking perfect on there. Uh, and you can't tell me the Switch couldn't run the old Mass Effect games, but didn't hear anything about that. We didn't hear anything about a new Dead Space game, which is something that I really wanted. Uh, but what can you do? I mean, EA is worth a trillion dollars. They know what makes money. And obviously those games they decided don't make enough money. So... Um, but speaking of games I am excited about, we got news about two in the last week. One, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped, but I'm semi, I'll wait and see if I'm going to buy it. And the other one is almost a sure buy for me day one. And the first of those games, uh, is from Nintendo. They announced a new Pokemon Snap game, like 12 hours after I posted last week's episode. So thanks for that, Nintendo. And uh, sincere, and I mean this genuinely from my heart, it felt so good to know that you guys were like thought of me. Uh, sincere thank yous and fist bumps to everyone that tagged me and tagged the podcast on social media as soon as the Pokemon Snap information came out. We fucking did it, you guys. We did it. And if you missed it, we covered the original Pokemon Snap back on episode 61 of the show. And I ranted about how we haven't got a sequel on the Switch and how perfect it would be on the Switch and why the fuck have we not got another Pokemon Snap game on the Switch and apparently Nintendo listened to that episode. I'm going to take full credit because we are getting a new Pokemon Snap game for the Nintendo Switch. Um, I don't think it's a lockdown day one purchase for me. Uh, the first game was fun, but it got old really quick. And there's I there's a lot of stuff I think I would rather play than a new Pokemon Snap game. That said, I think it's going to be perfectly at home on the Switch. They've got a ton of Pokemon to play with. Uh, I want to see what the reviews say first. Um, and I, I would be like, I'd be honest and be like, I'm going to wait for a sale on it, but it's Nintendo and it's Pokemon. It's not going on sale anytime ever. So you're either paying full price for it or you're not paying it. I don't think they really have to release it yet, but pretty exciting, man. And I'll tell you guys in the last couple of months, Nintendo has stealth dropped game announcements for Pokemon snap and a new paper Mario game. And it really makes you wonder what their E3 would have been like this year had they not had to cancel it because those two games are already like those both would have dropped at E3 and people would have lost their shit at both those you would have you just they, people would have been fucking excited about those and we all think those Mario remakes and the Mario re-releases and stuff are coming in the fall and I can't wait to see what else they have coming I, I I'm willing to bet you we have a couple more big game drops coming in the following months 
Um, hopefully we get a fucking Nintendo Direct soon or something. But I just sure wish we could have seen what their E3 would have been like because I think it would have been phenomenal. So uh, I also mentioned that there was a game revealed that's practically a day one purchase for me. And that, my friends, is Crash Bandicoot fucking four. They even called it It's About Time, which is perfect. That fits perfectly with that kind of PG Deadpool fourth wall breaking smart ass sense of humor that the Crash Bandicoot series is known for, or at least was known for. I have not played a Crash game since the original trilogy and then the remake, but I think those games are rad. And if if fucking Crash 4 just turns out to be like the Sonic Mania of Crash Bandicoot games, I am fucking, I'm, I know I keep swearing, but I'm really excited. Like I'm really pumped for this game as are a bunch of you. So many of you guys mentioned it on posts and tagged it and I, I shared it and everyone got excited about it. We're all pumped. It's Crash Bandicoot 4, which is a perfect lead into it's letter time. It's letter time. Our new segment here on the show, a tribute to video and arcade top 10, where I snag a Patreon's thoughts on the recent news and share it with the world. And this week's letter time, letter comes from Doug Dorn a frequent Patreon supporter of ours or a long time I should say not frequent anyway Doug said with Crash 4 presumably greenlit on the back of the sales success of the remastered trilogy are there other old franchises and games that you could see dusting the cobwebs off for a new entry into the series and uh, when I first read Doug's comment I wanted to save it for the Q&A expansion pass episode this Sunday but I just thought it ties so perfectly into the news this week. It makes it look like I know what I'm doing as a podcast host. They uh, We just mentioned Skate. Skate is getting a new game because the fans basically demanded it. Crash 4, as Doug mentioned, is undoubtedly a result of the great sales from the Insane Trilogy, the remasters they put out a few years ago. So these things work, man. If, you, if, if fans are vocal enough, if fans speak with their wallets, companies listen. Companies want our money, and they want to do whatever we're tasking them to do to make money. So, I mean, except if you're fucking Nintendo and you have all these great games we all want to play and you don't release them. But most companies will listen. So, so what are some old franchises that are selling well enough to strong arm developers into a new game? That really got me thinking about it. Like, this ties back to that EA press conference. I, I obviously mentioned I would like to have seen Mass Effect Trilogy on the Switch. But I really think a Mass Effect Trilogy re-release on the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch would, would have sold well. Because if I'm not mistaken, you can't play the Mass Effect games on the PS4 without doing it on PS Now if they're on there. I don't think so. Um, I know a couple of them are on Xbox. You can go online and buy them. But just release like a modern package where I can just buy the three games and play them, right? Like they would run on all these things. I think they'd be so at home on the Switch with the grinding and looking around and exploration and stuff like that. And I think they would sell so well, they would convince EA to develop a new Mass Effect game. I really think the wounds of Andromeda or whatever the fuck that thing was called have healed. People are ready for another Mass Effect game. Maybe one is in development, but I'm really shocked that we didn't see a re-release. So that would probably be my number one. Ba- like not games that I want to see a re-release of or a new entry of, but ones that I think would sell or that would make sense based on sales of their their previous releases. Same with Bioshock, dude. That Bioshock collection selling great. Everybody's praising it. Everybody loves the. It just came to Switch. It's been on uh, everything else forever. But the Bioshock Bioshock trilogy is rad. And damn, would I love to see a new Bioshock game. Um, I think if the Tony Hawk remasters sell well, which they are going to, we could see a new Tony Hawk game. That wouldn't surprise me. Another one I thought of is I'm curious if the Spyro collection has sold well because I think a new Spyro would be cool, but maybe it hasn't sold as well as Crash. I don't know. Um, from a personal perspective, 
I would love to see a new Mario soccer game. That's what I've been calling for forever. I think it would do well. Tennis did. I want a new Mario Strikers game on the Switch with online. So fucking bad. And you know what? Nobody ever thinks about this. No one mentions it, but I want another Jack and Daxter game. I just, I don't know how well it would sell, but we're getting a new Crash. Give me a new Jack game. I want a new Jack game so bad. So um, thanks, Doug. Great question. And thanks to all of our Patreons for submitting your feedback, supporting the show. That is long enough. We're at 17 minutes. Fuck me. Plus the musical have put it up to like 18 minutes. What have I been playing? And then we're going to get into talking SmackDown. I've been playing a lot, actually. Considering that I, fi- I finally worked for the first time in three months, I've still played a ton of games over the last week. Uh, I finished the original Medieval on my PlayStation 1. We actually have an episode already recorded about it, too. That's coming in a few few weeks, uh, in the next couple of weeks. Pretty fun game. Uh, I'll probably play the second one eventually. Uh, I'm trying to go back to some of the games that lost our Patreon polls and the like, the runner-up spots and play them. And Medieval was one that all of it, everybody was hoping for that didn't win. So getting what you wanted. I started playing Final Fantasy 1 yesterday as it won this month's Patreon poll. Many of you have suggested playing one of the re-releases of it or an emulated ROM or something with fast forward and stuff like that, which I totally get and it probably would be more fun. But I've never just sat down and worked through the original on the NES and it's on my NES Classic and so that's what I'm going to do. It's uh, I can save state, so I don't have to worry about getting back to a hotel to save. And uh, it, I'm having a great time with it. And it's a great podcast listening game. I really enjoy grinding. And I can just put a podcast on and turn the music down and catch up on my backlog there. And I can play it when I'm baked, which I can't do with most video games. So I'm really getting into it. So um, obviously, I've been playing Last of Us 2, which you guys, I mean, I've been sucking that game's dick for six months uh i'm absolutely gonna do a review slash spoiler cast about it next month just like we did with final fantasy 7 remakes and when i do mine it's half review half spoiler cast it's very easy to tell where the spoiler cast starts i give you a ton of warning there is absolutely no spoilers in the review half so if you aren't going to get to it anytime soon you don't have to worry about it i won't spoil anything for you guys speaking of spoilers though i will say as fun as i've had as much fun as i've had with the game so far one of the spoilers that i saw already uh you guys all know i've been mentioning it i saw two spoilers online one of them is true so the second one probably is so fuck all of you spoiler people but so far i'm loving it it's rad um somebody did and i'm sorry i can't remember who it was but somebody did ask me should you play the first one before the second yes 100 percent yes uh, you'll get way more out of the second one because you'll know what's going on in the story. And the first one is just a masterpiece and you should absolutely play it. And it's dirt cheap. And then finally, what have I been playing? Uh, Fire Pro Wrestling World has been on sale on the PSN. And there are three games that I have looked at forever and just haven't pulled the trigger on. And every time they go on sale, I think about it. And I never do it. And that is XCOM 2, the Resident Evil 2 remake, and Fire Pro Wrestling World. So I finally snagged Fire Pro Wrestling. And I have to say, I fucking love it i love it it might i a pro my i don't want to say probably i might do a review of it down the road it is so much fun it's a steep learning curve but i'm getting it so much better than the wwe 2k games of the last few years so much i i can't tell you guys i it's special i'm really enjoying it so uh so that's what i've been playing and on that wrestling note let's get into episode 102 of the podcast which is wwf smackdown for the original Sony PlayStation. Everybody talks about the Nintendo 64 wrestling games from this era, obviously. The the WCW World Tours, the Revenges, the WrestleMania 2000s, the No Mercies, and deservedly so because they're all better than SmackDown. But I will say, SmackDown doesn't get the love it deserves. There's some stuff about this game that I actually prefer to even the fabled WWF No Mercy, which is one of my favorite games of all time. My buddy Andre and I are going to get into all of that right away. I'm going to cue some music. 
Hopefully we don't get copyright stricken on YouTube or anything. And we are going to talk WWF SmackDown, which originally released for the PlayStation in North America on March 2nd, 2000. Kick back, relax, enjoy the episode this week, you guys. Thanks for the support. Here we go. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting is a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly, I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And BetterHelp is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash remember the game today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash remember the game. Okay, joining me once again by the miracle of the telephone. Uh, I love these telephone podcasts. I can sit here in my underwear, nobody's in my house. It's fucking perfect. Uh, is a longtime supporter of the show, good buddy of mine, wrestling super fan, my pal Andre. How's it hanging, buddy? I'm doing great, buddy. Uh, Ready to, I'm ready to talk some wrestling and some old school wrestling too, babe. And <laughs> yeah, so this one, this is fascinating to me, dude. Because like, I mean, I owned SmackDown as a kid. Did you own yep. SmackDown as a kid? Yeah, I, uh, I want to say I didn't get it right around when it came out. I, I remember buying it at a flea market about a year later. Oh, year after beauty. It came out. That's how you, yeah, yeah, fucking, that's how you do it. Get it cheap. Um, yeah. I feel like, because when everybody thinks of, like, obviously it's the Attitude Era. We all love the Attitude Era. We all love the wrestling games from back then. But everybody deservedly talks about the Nintendo 64 ones, right? The 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 well, holy quartet of the Nintendo 64 wrestling games. First wrestling game we and you talked about on the show was, was an N64 game. Yeah, right? And everybody knows. Like, it's, it's World Tour, Revenge, WrestleMania 2000, No Mercy. Yep. Maybe the four best wrestling video games ever made. I get it. I fucking totally understand. And then there was stuff like WWF Warzone and WWF Attitude, which I thought weren't that good. Like I played the shit great. out of them, but eh. they weren't great. But they, but they're what we had for that time, right? And then SmackDown yeah. came out, and like I feel like this game, this might be the most underrated pro wrestling video game ever made. Uh, and yeah. maybe that's a hot take. I don't know, but I, I, I don't think it, it. Yeah, it is very underrated. But like it, it, I just it doesn't get the, the the props that No Mercy and WrestleMania 2000 and WCW games get. No, it doesn't. And like, and it, like, and here, listen. Here's the thing, you guys. I uh, like, I don't think SmackDown is as good as those Nintendo 64 games. 
But I think SmackDown is really good. And in way in ways, which we'll get into, I think it's better than those those Nintendo 64 games in certain aspects of it. Like there's like, there's certain things that they introduce in this game that would go on to influence the game for a lot of years. And remember, this is the start to the series that it well existed up until this year. Like this is the lineage of it at least because this, this is the WWE series which became SmackDown versus Raw, which became the 2K series. That's right. So this is basically the first of the 2K series. Was yeah. the original WWF SmackDown, and and the other thing, and another reason I feel like this game maybe gets shortchanged a little bit was like the best wrestling. Well, I mean, there's obviously like the the fucking Fire Pro or whatever those games are, but like as far as the North American big wrestling companies go, the 64 had gotten all the good ones. Like all PlayStation had had was the WWF Warzone, WWF Attitude, and then the shitty Thunder. like WCW Thunders that was just uh-huh. garbage fucking games. Ugh. And then SmackDown came out, and like I bought it because I love pro wrestling at the time. I was like, of course I'm going to buy this game. And yeah. uh, not only did I like this game, but I went out and bought a multi-tap specifically for this game with more controllers to play with my friends in this game. And yeah. uh, like, dude, the, the, to me, the No Mercy games and stuff are a little more cartoonish. This one's a little bit more simulation Yeah, this is... This is to bring in what we would get for the next well, next 20 years. This is that simulation style game. Yeah. And I think the control scheme, like I was trying to figure out how to con- describe the, because the, the control scheme is not as tight and locked down as No Mercies is. No, but, not even close. But it's so much better than like, one of my biggest gripes with stuff like WWF Warzone and Attitude was like having to memorize combos to do your oh. moves. That's, this was more the directional and press your button kind of yeah. the precursor to what we have today. Yeah, it almost kind of went in between the two, like of the no mercy controls yeah. and then those fucking shitty attitude controls. And uh, I, I literally played this yesterday on my PlayStation, just kind of like a little bit of a, I was terrible. Like it's a little bit of a refresher, <laughs> but I was like, these controls, like you're right. This is This is literally the fucking groundwork for what became the 2K controls, which I know some people have a problem with. I personally quite like most of the controls in those oh, games. Oh, the controls for the 2K games, like, I think they were they they got better. I think this series, as as they got on, the controls only got better to me. Yeah, 100%. Like, I, didn't, I didn't care for the button-style combo. I like to move your joystick and press and press a button to get to pick a certain move. Yeah. Oh, 100%, yeah. Um, yeah. Now, having said that, though, like, this game's got a lot of issues. Um, <laughs> like the controls, I don't hate the controls. I don't love the control. I think the controls are fine. One of the one of the things I really liked about it, because let's do the, well, yeah, we'll do the bad stuff first because it's fun to end on the good stuff because that way everybody's oh, in a good so. mood. So like one of the bad things I have with this game, dude, is like it's, it, I, I feel like it's too fast. Like you knock down your opponent and half the time they're oh up before you are. Oh, it's so bad. Like, I, I'm just like, again, I didn't play this beforehand. I just went and watched some videos because, you know, just to refresh myself. Yeah. And I'm watching a game, some gameplay videos, and I'm like, how are, like, dude hits, like, like I watched a dude that hit, like, they have Spirit Mater. He has, like, five finishers, and he hits five, like, choke slams, and the character just gets right back up. And I'm like, what? Yeah. 
Like it How just, does that make sense? I know. I don't get it because, like, again, like I'm, I know I don't want to make it SmackDown versus No Mercy, guys, but it's so hard not to. Like, in those other games and in a lot of pro wrestling games, sure, at the beginning of the game, like, you get body slammed and then your guy gets back up because you're full of health and it makes sense and I can live with that. But the longer yeah. the match goes on and the more you beat somebody up, the longer they should stay down so that they're, you know, like, like to me, that's part of the fun about a good wrestling game is once I start yeah. winning and taking over, I knock you down, then I can... I can do those the moves to you where you're laying on the mat, or I can go to the top rope and jump on you. Like that's part of the. the but if they, if they hop right back up, you can't do that. No, and they get up so fast. Like if you do a move where you go down with them, like a Russian leg sweep, half the time they're up before your guy is. And I'm like, well, oh. why the fuck am I doing these moves? You're just gonna get up before me. What the fuck is yeah, this? And they- it pretty much just gives them the advantage back every time. Every fucking time. It was just like the the it's and it's and the other thing is like and it's the same kind of conversation but like the the animations are so fast like it almost yeah. feels sloppy like they're so fast do you know what i mean yeah like the i like the slow 64 methodical like every move takes a couple of seconds it's a big well, deal you, you see the choke, it just takes her alone you see his choke set it's just like grab choke bam done yeah. it's like okay i didn't get to enjoy that and it just yeah right exactly yeah and it doesn't feel like stuff connects like it feels like the two like your two the two wrestlers are wrestling but like they're not like when i punch like if i punch you in the game and your guy falls backwards because i punched him it really doesn't feel like i connected with the punch do you know what i mean like it doesn't it's really quick and i don't I don't like that. I and I and they obviously it's the first one and they they improved it way better than like Thunder and stuff like that. But it just feels oh, yeah. very like it feels very sloppy. Uh, yeah, it, it's sloppier, but it, it's it does a lot of things to to move the franchise forward too. Yeah, it does, and you could tell that this was yeah. like this is basically SmackDown's uh, WCW World Tour, where they're kind of just figuring out what exactly this game is going to yeah. be. It's an improvement on the old system while still not being great yet. Yeah. And another big problem I have with this game is, and I have no idea who the fuck thought this was good because THQ had been making wrestling games for years. They knew how to make a wrestling game. Why the fuck knockouts are a way to win matches in this game? I have Uh, no fucking idea. If you you go through this series forever, I, I don't know why they did knockouts. Because, like, I remember going and playing the later games and turning knockouts off. Yeah. Like, I don't, I want to finish, I want my match to finish with me hitting my finisher or some my submission or something. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. It, 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 and, like, when you're battling a guy randomly in a match and then out of nowhere, you and my knockout, you're like, I, I didn't even get to hit my finisher. What the hell? Oh, it's lame. Or I was doing your finisher and then it's knockout. You're like, yeah. Okay, great. I won off my finisher but like i didn't get i didn't get that satisfaction to the three count no and that's the best part of pro wrestling is the pin and like i'm yep. playing this game like yesterday and i was fighting the undertaker and he tombstones me and i'm thinking like oh well i'm probably gonna lose which is fine i have no problem losing yeah. to the tombstone but as soon as he drops me on my head it just says ko and then he won and i'm like what the fuck this isn't mma <laughs> that's not what this. Yeah. and i think you can turn it off but the fact that it's even in the game i don't understand other than a match where that's the concept of the match, who the fuck thought that was entertaining? I don't get it. Yeah, like if, if you're going maybe for a last man standing or something. Yeah, I don't yeah, get that, it. Yeah, a knockout makes sense, but like, or if they were ever to put like a 
Shamrock's Lion Den match in there or something, knockouts would make sense. Yeah. But it, it doesn't in a, just a basic wrestling match. Yeah, I was not impressed with that. That fucking, like, I was playing, Maybe I did a, a hardcore match, it would make sense. Sure, yeah. Like, I was playing, like, a yeah. Fatal 4-Way match last night, and, uh, fucking Kane hit his finisher and I'm like getting, I'm over there like getting ready to break up the pin. And then I don't even get to break up the pin cause he hits his finisher. And then that's just the end of the match. And I was like, what the fuck? Who decided yeah. what the fuck is that? So I did not like that at all. Um, no, I feel like the roster is not really that good. Well, it's not the big, it's, it's not a huge roster. No, but like, at the same, like, I think like twenty five or thirty people or like, something like that. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and it's it's not great. But at the same time, like WWF Attitude was like their big selling point was like we have this huge roster, and it did have a huge roster. But I was like, the roster is like a deep roster is cool, but not if it's full of characters nobody wants to play as. Okay, you know what I so mean? Like, I just look at the rosters. This is two thousand, like late ninety nine two thousand roster. Like they have Test in here, but like. What was Test back then? Test an hour. That was it. Nobody gave a crap about Test back then. Yeah, like so. I don't know. And, 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 and Albert's not even in this game. So like, or in, at least in the main roster. Yeah. You know, he has to unlock him and make him a create. Like you have to create him. Yeah. 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 So it's like, do you really even care about Test? No. Do you care about Tori or Deborah? No. Do you? Well, no, because Venus, but you know, yeah, because that's one of the other things is like it only has three female wrestlers, and that's China, Deborah, and Tori. And like, this is in you an can era lock a couple others again in the building mode. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Jacqueline, and then for some reason it doesn't show it here, but I thought you could unlock Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, you can, and I think you can get Ivory too. Oh, Ivory, yeah, yeah, Ivory but too, but yeah. I'm just like I don't know, like, and I get that like. I don't want to sound like an asshole, but we all know that female, like women's wrestling in 2000 is not what it was yeah. now. Like it was, it was a joke basically back then. No, it wasn't even what it would be in three years in 2003. <laughs> but like, what the fuck is the point of putting three female, like the women's title is in the game and everything, but yeah. basically like, if you only put three women, I'm like, is this even worth putting th- like, why? But, like but why? Really, in, in 1999, 2000, what other, other, okay, Jacqueline and Ivory, why didn't they just make them, just regular playable characters from the beginning because it's just like you look at it and you go, well, you only have three main women unlocked at the beginning. Why not just unlock the other two? Yeah, I don't understand that at all. Like it was either just don't put them in or at least put enough in to make it worth playing because like that was a waste well, of time. Well, the, literally so. the five of them would have been the entire women's roster in 2000 though. Yeah, I would have. You're right. Think about it. Yeah, you're right. But that it just, was just all there would have been. Terrible. And then like you mentioned, and I like... I don't know if this falls in, into the good or the bad category, but like they did put more characters in, but you yeah, have bad. to, I, I say bad. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I think you have to like unlock these, the, the, like their fate, like their, their parts. Cause like the, Oh yeah. Cause let's just do that. Like another thing that's bad about this game just as a whole is the creator wrestler the creator in this wrestler? game. Fucking sucks. Oh. It might so be the like, worst. It, it Cause everything, every piece of, like body clothing or faces is one of the wrestlers. Yeah. So there's no, like there's no face. There's, there's no generic face that you can make for your character. There's no generic uh, tights that you can use for your character. You've got to use somebody's tights and some, and, or, and then somebody, one of the random wrestlers faces. Yeah. I was, 
I was floored at how shallow the creator wrestler is. It's you literally get to pick and, yeah a lower body and upper body and a head. You can't tweak and there the was colors anything. Wrestler before this. Oh, that's what I don't understand. Agreed, hundred percent. WWF Attitude had an infinitely better creator wrestler than this. Like yeah. The only good thing the creative wrestler is in this game or is good for in this game is again the as you play the the season mode you can unlock the the templates you need to build like Albert and some of the female wrestlers and stuff like that. But I was like nobody cares about that. Nobody wants to do that. Just put those characters in the game already. Like the, like there's nothing fun about this. And like I I think an overwhelming majority of people that play pro wrestling games at least today love create a wrestler cuz either create yourself or you can go online yep. and find blueprints to create wrestlers that aren't in the game yet. And like this create a wrestler is fucking awful. Oh, so bad. Awful. And then it like Whoa. and then it does these stupid things like you can pick your personality. And you can pick like traits that you're good at. And the traits can be like high flying or hardcore matches or tag team matches. Or the traits can be stuff like, <laughs> like when I was playing with it yesterday, the oh. trait I chose was intercontinental title matches. And so what it was was when <laughs> my guy is in intercontinental title championship matches, he is better. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? What kind of ability is this? Who the fuck wants this? Like, and that's honestly, I'm that loser that as a kid, I didn't dream of being the world champion. I dreamed of being the Intercontinental Champion. So I yeah, get that. Don Michaels, come on. Right. But I just was like, who the fuck was going to choose this? Like, why even put a creator wrestler in here? You know what? And I mean this legitimately. If the only main reason the creator wrestler is there is to let you create more of their wrestlers and put them in the game because they put their spare parts in, I thought yeah. that WCW NWO Revenge's wrestler editor was more fun than this. Oh, by far. Like, just hot garbage. Fucking terrible. By, by far. Because, like, <laughs> it, it, like, I'm just looking at this. You have to play through nine seasons in the game to get to Pat Patterson. <laughs> Who the fuck wants like, Pat Patterson? Because, like, season, you finish the first season, it's Ivory. Second is Albert, third Jacqueline, fourth Viscera. And you get ability points in your fifth. And then your sixth is Midian. Seventh is Gerald Briscoe. And ninth is Pat Patterson. Who the fuck is going to work that long to get Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson and even Midian to to that point? Yeah, like how the fuck are those? Like how are you not? Like I get that, especially back in these days, they weren't putting these legends like nowadays, like fucking WWE 2K20 had like 200 and some wrestlers in it. And like every re every yeah. legend you could ever think of is in there. It's like, I get that they didn't have the budgets and they weren't doing that back then. But like, how do you not make it like fucking Shawn Michaels or something? You know what I mean? Like something cool at the end instead of yeah, fucking it, this. Like that's the huge omission for a legend. You're not putting Shawn Michaels in this fucking game? Yeah. Like, are fuck. you fucked? Fuck? He, he was working for your company at the time. Yes, he was retired, but he kept playing commissioner for four fucking years. Yeah. Yeah, I hate Where it. The I, fuck was he? I hated it. That fucking, I hated it. I hated the creator wrestler in this game. And I usually, like, one of my go-tos, one of my main things that I love in a pro wrestling game is, and I've never outgrown this, I've always wanted to be a pro wrestler, I create myself and take myself into a career mode. And in this game, yeah. like the guy you can create for yourself looks so shitty because he just looks like he's made out of spare parts from the other wrestlers. Ah, yeah. fucking just, ah. It, it, it's just so dumb. Yeah, it, like I don't think it's game-breaking, but it's one of the only wrestling games I've ever played where I basically just skipped create a wrestler and played a career as a actual wrestler. 
Like yeah, I, you might as well just play as you might as well just take Stone Cold Steve Austin and just play as him. Yeah, That's exactly. For what this is. Yeah, exactly. So I didn't yeah. like that. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. I <laughs> I promise you guys there is some good stuff, but there's just like yeah. uh, I some of the so some of the specialty matches they put in this game are cool, albeit kind of lame. Like yeah, like they put the I Quit match in it. Do you remember that? But how do you have time to get to the goddamn mic when that person pops up that fast? Yeah, that's it. And that's the problem is there was no way to fucking to oh. do it because so basically like in I quit matches, you take the microphone, put it in the guy's face and then make him say I quit. And I, and I think that's I do think that's a cool idea for a wrestling video game. If it's done right, I think that'd be a lot of fun. But in this one, yeah. the mic is laying around. You knock your opponent down. It doesn't matter how much you beat him up. He's laid out. And then on your way to go get the microphone, he's going to jump back up. It was so... Yes. Uh, what was the point? I know. It was so oh. annoying. Fuck. And then they put the special referee match in, which was... Which was just like, why? Yeah. It was really fun if you were playing could, it with your friends and you were fucking yeah, with your buddies. Yeah, or something. Sure. You could you could have two buddies fighting and then one buddy just constantly effing over whoever in the match. Yeah. But if you're just playing it by yourself, the most the only attractive feature to that is oh I'm gonna go in and fuck with two computer players constantly. Yeah, and it gets old really fucking yeah. fast, man. Yeah, so, very. And then they put stuff like then you got all the standards like the the Royal Rumble and hardcore matches and stuff like that, steel cage. I, I like. I mean, there are some criticisms that Hell in a Cell, ladder matches, TLC, stuff like that isn't in it. Um, well, I, can... I, I don't criticize the TLC because the first official TLC wouldn't be until the SummerSlam that year. That's true. In 2000. That's true. So, yeah. But yeah. the fact that, like, ladder match doesn't exist. Uh... See, but, like, I'm torn but, like... on that because, like, No Mercy had brought in the ladder match and it was fucking rad. And I wanted a ladder yeah. match in this game. But having said that, I didn't feel like the controls in this game. Like, I've never found the ladder matches in the SmackDown 2K series to be that fun. They just, no. I don't think they're very well done. I think, and, and I think over time, they've only gotten more annoying to deal with. Yeah, I agree with that. So, like, I want those yeah. matches, but only if they're done well. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul-crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone, like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That could be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001, and a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac and every 15 minutes on the clock they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If 
If you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans in tiers. So there's a crash plan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Yeah. You know. Where, like, the one thing, the one, my best thing for a matchup is that they did do a King of the Ring. Yep. In this game, and you get you get crowned at the end if you win. Yeah, which is which shows the cinematic of you getting crowned. Yeah, like Can- are you standing there in the cape and crown? I like that. Yeah, every WWF game in existence should have a King of the Ring mode in it because all you have to do is make oh. a tournament. I and there's no reason not to put a King of the Ring in it. Um, no, it, it's a great. It's it's one of the to me one of the best concepts they ever invented, and I and I miss that concept. I think the last time they did the King of the Ring concept well. Was 2008 with William Regal. Yeah, I agree. And with then, that. I think it's because nobody cares for that concept anymore. That's why it's not in the games anymore. That's why yeah. you're, you don't it's not a prominent part of the games anymore. Yeah, I agree with that. I always liked the idea of the King of the Ring t- like pay per view where like the tournament was all in the one night and stuff. I love that idea. Yeah. So, um, yeah. another and we are going to get into the good in a minute. Another problem I have with this game is I just my favorite mode in pro wrestling games is Royal Rumble, and I think the Royal yeah. Rumble mode in this game sucks. Uh, as soon as somebody enters, if you get if you get a hold of them and Irish whip them at the ropes, you can eliminate them immediately. Yeah, yeah. They like they've really and honest. Admittedly, as much as I adore No Mercy, I think the Royal Rumble and No Mercy sucks too because it's all just like luck on when you get knocked out. Uh, and like for me, like I I remember as a kid once I got this game, like I was like 13, 14 years old, and I would just constantly I start the match, I go from one to thirty just. Irish whipping people out. Yeah, and it was and it, it, it. Don't get me wrong. Back then, I found that I probably found that super entertaining because you know, fourteen, I'm bored. But now, if I tried to do that, I'd be like, I need something more to this. Yeah, I really enjoy more recent Royal Rumble modes where eliminations are basically around like a little mini game, and the more tired yeah. and beat up you are, the harder it is for you to win the mini game. That to or, me is or, how you do or Royal if Rumble. You have a finisher. You can use your finisher instead, and then hit the finisher, and you get that freak elimination but you don't get that every single time yeah like in this game it just feels like a random punch and someone goes out or like you said you grab and throw it right away i'm like that's what the fuck like it's my favorite mode and this sucks yeah um, i literally I, I remembered that concept so i kind of went i went on and looked at the video and i said it was stepped in wr smackdown Royal rumble and it just i watched a dude just go from one to like 10 i didn't watch the whole thing yeah but he was just constantly irish whipping people out i'm like wow this is I remember this being that bad. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> shitty. And then finally, the last thing that I hate about this game, I don't even hate it, but it, the entrances are pretty crappy. Oh, dude, so. all they do is walk, and then their Titantron plays in the background. Yeah, and I, I and listen, admittedly, I love the Titantron thing. I think that's so really that's cool. Because we'd never seen that before. Like, like that gives me something. Yeah. For the entrance. Yeah, yeah, but like, just don't make them just walk in front of their tight truck. Like, just make them, even just make them do their like their their entrance with the Titantron video there. That's all you had to do. Like, make them do whatever it is they great. do. 
So like, yeah, the, and it, like, honestly, but, that's a minor gripe. Cause even like the modern games that go crazy on the entrances and they get every little detail in and everything, you watch it for the first two days you have the game and then you're just skipping them anyways. Or maybe like every time you change your own entrance up, you watch it, but that's about it. Yeah. And I also hate that they, and this is a very minor thing, but like when someone's a champ, make them come out with their fucking belt. That drives me insane. Oh. Triple H is the world champ in this game when you get it. And I'm going to say for the record, this is my favorite era of Triple H was uh, with, <laughs> yeah, with that entrance music and everything. But it's like, he's the yep. world champ and he comes out and it says WWF champion, but he doesn't have his belt. And I was like, what the fuck? That doesn't seem like it'd be that it hard to animate in. Because it, it would have taken more work for them. And it's like, fuck, they're like, ah, oh, fuck the wrestling fans. They'll pay for this anyway. Yeah. That's their, that's their attitude. Just it's, I know it's a minor thing. It just bugs me. Just make them wear their belt. Make them wear their fucking yeah. belt. So now, with all that said, have you got anything else you really hate before we get into good stuff? Because there's some good uh, stuff. No, I, there's, that's pretty much it. You, got, you brought up all the stuff <laughs> I hate. Everything else is like... Oh, the other thing is, if you, if you go just to, into play mode, there's only three r- arenas you can pick from. The House Show Arena, the Raw Arena, and the SmackDown Arena. Yeah. And you, you can, can like... change the you can change the banners on your th- on your on your ring side. Yeah. But it's still the SmackDown set with SummerSlam listed there. Or Mania listed there. Yeah. But it's still the SmackDown set. It's yeah. like ah, oh, this it's like ah oh. Yeah. You're so mad. I agree with that. And again, not to like, cause I, I'm not saying it's easy to make a video game, but particularly if you're not going to have entrances and stuff, like if they just come out in front of a video and you can't see the stage or the fucking entrance ramp or anything, then like to me, I don't get how it must've been that hard to just pallet swap out a different arena and let us wrestle in a different, ar- I don't get it, but it, it wouldn't have been that hard. Even if you just gave us like SummerSlam rumble and mania places, that would have been fine with me. Yeah, I agree. Because it's not like it is now where they have like basically the same set with different backdrops. Like back then, they built like pretty big elaborate sets for a lot of the paper. Oh, yeah. Games. Like, but and, and even to this day, like you, could, you, you see some, there's slight differences in them now. But back then, like SummerSlam would have those two giant S's as the background. Yeah. And then um, like Mania would just have some crazy elaborate set. And it was, yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's just it just seems like a one of those like stuff like that, stuff like the no championship belts, things like that. Like to me those aren't deal breakers. That's just those little details that like your passionate wrestling fans, which are a majority of the people buying this game, notice. And they're like, "Well, why isn't that yeah. there?" You know what I mean? Like that it irritates me. So um Yeah. That said, dude, there's some shit about this game that I fucking love. I love. And oh. one the first thing that I wanted to point out is and I think some people are going to say they think the graphics are ugly. I think this game looks cool. And I think they did a great job of making the crowd look neat. Like they're obviously the all pixelated is, and everything. It looks kind of like almost like a, like, like a bunch of like paper, like people like put in the crowd, but like all standing back. Like, but you could see that they're all like not at one piece of paper, but each person is their own separate piece of paper almost. Yeah. And it kind of shifts with the camera. But it it looks it looks pretty decent. Like I'm literally looking at a picture right now. And like that crowd looks pretty good. What I like about it is it looks like there's a crowd. Like, I mean, even as far as any of the Nintendo 60, like that's a minor thing. Like if it's gonna make your game run slower or something, like don't worry about the crowd because nobody cares. Like make the game fun. But like on any of those yeah. Nintendo 64 games, you can only see like the first couple of rows, if that, and then that's it. Do you know what I mean? Whereas this yeah. one, like when these, when you fight up to the top of the ramp and stuff like that, you can kind of see out into the crowd and it looks like a full arena behind you. And I really yeah, got a kick there. at that. 
Yeah. And they're like they're there they're everywhere. I love that. I also think that the game just looks kind of cool. Like to me it looks very bright and colorful. Like No Mercy in particular was very dark. Um yeah. this one's a little bit brighter in color. Like I don't think it's awful to look at. It's obviously has it it looks a little shitty compared to games today, but I don't think this game looks that bad to look at. This was a this was a a very well like put together like visual for the year 2000. Yeah. On the PlayStation. Like you could tell yeah. that they had a more powerful system than they'd had to work with in the past as yeah. far as the, the 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 graphics and stuff goes like that. So, um yeah. you could fight backstage, which like yep. I know no mercy you, had I'm that. I'm sure you can fight two backstage. Yeah. Like you can go from the arena and you can actually go backstage, right? Yeah. Yeah, which I yeah. thought was really rad. You could fight in like the parking lot and stuff and they'd interact with you and things like that. And like yep. especially in the era of the hardcore title and those types of things, like that was I fucking love it. Like, who didn't go right to backstage? Like, no, but if you're as long if you're not in a regular match, you're heading backstage no matter what. You have to. If it's any kind of a hardcore match or anything, you have to go to yeah. the bag. You hardcore Falcon anywhere, any of that shit, you're immediately going backstage. Yeah, I fucking I loved that. Um, another thing that like I and I feel like this is criminally underrated about this is probably my favorite thing about this game, and it's really it's kind of complex to explain, but like. I love the ranking system in this game and the title, yeah. the system so for the titles. Yeah. I love that, was, that. You have to earn your way up. And if you were in the lower end, you could compete for the lower end titles. And as you got your rank higher, you got into the higher championships. Oh, it's so cool, dude. Like to like, I don't know if you could in an exhibition. I think you could, I think in like at any point, even in the exhibition match, if you, like say I was playing as Triple H and he's the world champion and then you were playing as as fucking The Rock. If The Rock is and if you go into the titles you can see world champion Triple H and then it says something like ranking 1 to 5. And then the Intercontinental yeah. title and it shows the champion and it says ranking 1 to 10 and then the European title is 1 to 20. And so basically what it was was of like the 35 wrestlers in the game, you would always be in these rankings based on your record and how you were doing. And yeah. you had to be within the certain qualified rankings to be qualified to have a title shot at that particular title. Uh, I think that is such a great idea. I fucking love that. I, it's like what AEW is trying to do today, but they were doing this in this video game 20 some years ago. Yeah. It, it's kind of, you kind of steal it from like boxing and things like that. Like you need to make ranks your way up. Yeah. I love and that. Like, I, I, I pulled up when you when she started talking about it, I pulled it up because we got like all you had the hardcore your hardcore and European which are one to twenty yeah um the intercontinental one to ten and WF one to five tag team is any ranking same with women yeah but you I was looking I'm just looking at this for the hardcore European tag team intercontinental you can take a female through and get win those titles yeah they just have to get into the right rankings right you just um, can't take a female to win the wwf title it does uh, say gender male on that one. Oh yeah it does yeah that's kind of dumb yeah but, oh well um yeah but no i love that idea like because like now like when i'm just playing at random fucking the road dog isn't automatically getting shots at the world title just because it's randomly putting them in like you have to be in that top five or in that top 10 and it goes the same way whether you're playing in the career mode or whether you're just playing it like an exhibition mode and I think that's yeah. really cool. And you can click on each title and see the complete history of it, like who's held it in your game and stuff like that. Yeah. And on the yeah, rankings, you can click a guy and see his record and stuff like that. Though, though, that's really cool to see because, like, 
you like like I know they had the history of shit today, like on on in the games, like who won what title when. But like I really like that the fact that the game at this era put something of that minute detail into the game is awesome. Dude, I I thought that was the coolest aspect of this game was playing with those rankings yeah. and stuff like that. Cuz the other thing is it ties into the season mode, which like I I feel like the concept behind the season mode is rad. It just needs a lot of work and it's been improved it, over the years oh, obviously. Other games would go on to do like season mode and career mode and all this at way better. Yeah, cuz like like, I mean, even no, like I like No Mercy's career mode, but you pick a title and then you go through like the tree arc of the story and try to win that belt. I prefer like I, when my like when I play like the WWE games today, I like my universe mode where I can run the whole company. And yeah, like, you're, the, you're the general manager. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And in the career mode in this, it's it's not quite it's kind of like you pick a wrestler and then you can play through like fucking i don't even know how many years you only wrestle one match a month which is kind of dumb 20 20 years okay so 20 years at one match per month i just heard something just below there's a 20 year thing you get you can get characters at like 100 attributes you can make and create a character at 100 attributes if you get through 20 years of season mode okay so that's a lot of fucking season mode though (laughs) well you're wrestling once a month so that's 12 months so time that by twenty. That dude, that's two hundred and forty matches you got to go through. Yeah, and like, and they're all just random matches. Like you, because I, I do like the concept of like year after year after year, and I like that it incorporates the rankings mode. And so it's like if I start playing as yeah. say Chris Jericho, uh, I'm in the Intercontinental title rankings right now. But if I keep winning, maybe I'll move into those world title rankings, and maybe I'll start getting world title shots. And I remember playing it back in the day and being like, "Holy fuck, I have a world title match! Like I gotta make this count." And then if I lose, I don't know when I'm gonna get my next world title match. I really love that concept a lot. Yeah, because you could, if you lose enough, you're you're dropping out of the rankings. Yeah, it, yeah. It makes it sound like you need to win this. I love that, and I love the fact that you can. Well, okay, this I like and hate. You can play the career mode with one to four people. And yeah. each of you pick a wrestler and then you play your career that all those years as the wrestler you picked. The only problem with it is it can be incredibly lame if you don't get onto a card for that month or if you've got to sit there and watch all your buddies play out their matches like forever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're, you're just waiting. Yeah. You're like, Ugh. and there's no continuity. Like people run in during your matches and stuff like that. Like I was wrestling against oh, yeah. mankind and the rock came down and saved them and they beat me. Well, that's, that's part of that game is it was set like uh if you have a tag team partner it will save you yeah but like it never turned into feuds or anything like that like there'd be guys walking around backstage but you couldn't hear what they were saying and then none of the feuds really made sense like i god my dream and i don't feel like they've ever done this in a fucking wrestling game my dream career mode is this concept a 20 plus year career with the rankings with all the title histories and everything but just make the storylines you know make 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 some continuity with rivals and stuff like that and fucking put in stuff like the royal rumble winner is going to get the title shot and then you spend two months feuding with the champ and the king of the ring and stuff like do that kind of stuff you know what i mean like yeah. this is just completely random shit i don't even know if you got a title shot at wrestlemania if you won the royal rumble like why can't there be a thing where if you win the royal rumble you instantly be go number one in the rankings and stay there until after wrestlemania I, it would be great but it I, they wouldn't have. It would. I think they designed the Royal Rumble just to be a match in this yeah. game. Not, yeah, it is. It just happens. So, like yeah. the the concept of it was really rad. I remember playing it with my friends, and we would each pick a wrestler. And the thing is, is like I didn't even find it that fun to do as a created wrestler because if you took it as a created wrestler, then you had to go through the stupid preseason mode to set your enemies and your oh. friends. 
and get some Who the stats. Fuck wants to do preseason mode? Right, it's not like, fun. God damn it. And then your created wrestler sucks because you had no options to create them. And then you just play the regular career anyway. Like, I would rather just play it as one of the actual wrestlers. Yeah, just pick Stone Cold Steve Austin and then you can be, you can be a champion in a month or two. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I don't know. Like, it's, I really feel like there was a lot of, of, uh, potential here. And like, again, I can't help but point out, like, this game is so under, like, I don't think it's as good as the Nintendo 64 games, but I don't think it's that far behind them. I really don't. No, it really isn't. And another really cool thing is they introduced a spirit bar in this. It's as you're wrestling, your spirit bar grows. And it's kind of the precursor to what we have today. As you hit more and more moves, your percentage goes up to get to 100%. You get your special, then your finisher, right? And this has the spirit bar. And once the spirit bar fills, you get a finisher. Yeah, and Where, I like that you can store. You can have up to five finishers just stored. Yeah, and the thing is, if you don't, if you want to keep it going, you can just keep going. Where it's not just flashing in the corner saying you have to use this now. Yeah, yeah, I've, you're yeah. right. I fucking forgot all about that. I like that a lot too. Yeah. So, and <laughs> this is a minor thing that maybe some people don't like. I love that there's no commentary in this game. Oh, fuck! A hundred percent. I don't need commentary. Is it? No. Most of the time, I, like I'm playing wrestling video games. I listen to the entrance if I want to watch it. Then I put my my TV on mute, and I just press play on whatever I'm watching on my laptop. Yeah. So I hear that, and then I'm just playing through my game. Yeah, sports games like yeah. I'm sure at this point, like in 2020, you I don't know if anyone would be willing to release a simulationy sports game and not have commentary in it. But like no I way. I if you were like oh hey by the way there's no commentary I not only would it not deter me from buying your game it might almost convince me to consider your game a little more because I always it doesn't matter if it's hockey football golf wrestling I always turn yeah. the commentary off because it gets old I, so yeah. fast yeah I think I would I wouldn't miss it even in the slightest I don't need to hear Michael Cole say the same goddamn line if I hit the same move three times in a row he's gonna say the same goddamn line three times in the row. I don't need to hear that. No, not at all. Fuck me. So uh, yeah. no commentary is a good thing, but um, yeah. I don't know, man. Like I just, I really feel like a, a lot of people don't talk about SmackDown. You talk about Warzone and Attitude, and then you talk about the four big uh, Nintendo 64 games, and I feel like that's it. And then people make fun of Thunder for how shitty WCW Thunder is. Well, a, a lot of people, they talk about Attitude, Thunder, Warzone because of the issues that people had with them. Right. That's why they talk about them. I, and they talk about how great the 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 N sixty four ones were because they 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 helped revolutionize game wrestling gaming. Yeah. But it, SmackDown was doing the same thing, but it just kind of had a lower end of the concept. Where for me, this was the game I played, and this is the game I will always love, always. Yeah, man. It's a, like you yeah. know what's funny, like. It's almost like it's not good enough for people to talk about how good it was, and it's not bad enough for people to talk about because it sucked. Yeah. So it, it's just it, kind it's of in this issues, middle road. It's not, yeah, it's got its issues, but it does. It's not. It doesn't piss you off like like Warzone, Attitude, and Thunder. But it, it it it's it's quite it's quite enjoyable. But it's not as great and revolutionary as what No Mercy and the other ones did. Yeah. I'm looking at like the Wikipedia page right now. It doesn't have a single score under like 8.5 out of 10. And a lot of them are nine, nine point. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a really fun game. I don't get how more yeah. people don't talk about SmackDown is it's really and, and, good. 
it's like I discovered this a year late, and I think SmackDown Two was already out. But like, I think I'd already played SmackDown Two, but I fell in love with the original SmackDown game. Yeah, man. Yeah, we do. We played so many hours of this. Like I said, I would out. Like I was bagging groceries at this time, and I would out and spent an entire paycheck on a multi tap and a couple of knockoff PlayStation controllers just so we had enough yeah. to play a four player. Uh, the knockoff controller. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And somebody always yeah. got stuck with them, and they fucking sucked. But yeah. um, yeah, I don't know. I like admittedly after playing it to get ready for this episode, I don't have a ton of interest in playing it again because like it's no. just been done better. But I, I this game doesn't suck. It just no. doesn't suck. Plus, and this is something people need to remember. This was when SmackDown, not the video games, but like the TV show, was still relatively new. Well, SmackDown so. was debuted in mid nineteen ninety nine, and this and came out in two thousand. And and this you got to remember, this is the start. Like they literally base it, they base a TV show and a game on one man's uh, was it uh, catchphrase? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. They have to SmackDown on you. And they I base a TV show and a game on that. Yeah, and I thought that like because this was all we had was Monday Night Raw and then pay per views, and I thought that SmackDown was like a, such a cool idea. And so, like, when yeah. this game came out, part of what appealed it, about it to me was just that I thought SmackDown was, like, the edgy new brand. And I was like, well, that's pretty rad. Like, I want to play that. Like, Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Very much oh, so. Great game. I, fuck. I just wish, I just, I really like this game. Like, I just, I just I, we'll probably never talk about it on this show again. No one ever brings it up in the, like, the pro wrestling video game lore. And I wish they did because it's fucking good. Well, I brought it up because I told you I wanted to do this game. You did. <laughs> Fuck yeah. All right. Let's score this thing. There's fucking... How many wrestlers are in this thing? 34. Looks like 34. So let's score... 34? Yeah, let's score it out of 34. Out of, on a scale of 1 to 34, how many wrestlers would you give WWF SmackDown? 28. Fuck, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, for its time, like, it was such an enjoyable game to me. Like, I, legit. I played... The, like, I got this in 2001. I didn't like I had SmackDown too. I didn't get another one till Here Comes the Pain. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna go thirty because it definitely has some faults. But like, I can't stress how much I like that ranking system and the like. The sports fan in me and the stats nerd loves that fucking ranking concept. I used to. My buddy Sean and I used to literally write down our records and like keep them in a notebook. And this game basically did it for us. And I was like, that's really fucking. I think that's such a cool idea. So fucking great game. I, I mean, I really have no need to ever play it again, but fucking great game, man. Good stuff. Oh, great, great game. Uh, Andre, thanks for doing this, man. That was fun. Happy to, my friend. Happy Fuck, to. Fucking done. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Andre, thank you so much for giving me a call and talking WWF Smackdown with me and to every single one of you people listening to my voice right now. Thank you so much for helping this show grow the way it is. I really appreciate it. If you are enjoying the show and you want access to more of our show, consider supporting us on Patreon. I swear, it's, I've made it as affordable as I can. It's only $2 a month. You get a new, you get an extra podcast every Sunday, plus you get to vote in polls and do a bunch of other fun stuff as well. And, uh, and if you don't want to support us on Patreon and you just like listening to the free episodes, that's totally cool too. Please just share it. Just tell a friend or leave us a good review or something like that. There are a lot of dickheads 
in the top, well, not a lot. There's one in particular that I can't stand, but there are some podcasts at the top of the retro gaming mountain that, frankly, I don't think have a coolest community as we, uh, uh, as cool of community as we do. And I want to get there, and we are going to fucking get there. We're going to do it as a team. We're going to do it together, and we're going to take over the retro gaming world one game at a time. That's going to do it for this week's episode. I'll be back on Sunday with uh, Expansion Pass. It'll be our Q&A episode. I answer all your questions. If you're a Patreon, get your questions in by Friday night, please, because I'll be recording it on Saturday. And I'll be back next week with episode, with episode 103 of Remember the Game. In the meantime, take it easy. Clean your hands. Wash your controllers. Don't get stung by giant hornets. Don't cough on anyone. Be nice to each other. God damn it. And I'll talk to you again in a few days. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>